May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in, in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. <clears throat> T minus three days and counting. Guys, are you ready? Valentine's Day is staring us in the face, and whether you like it or not, February 14th is the day, the day to commemorate that beheading of the priest who was marrying Christians, even though that was illegal in the empire. Yeah, that's really what Valentine's Day is about. Kind of has a different flavor today, doesn't it, now that Hallmark has gotten involved? Now Valentine's Day is the day for you to show your special someone just how much you love them. And whether it's with what you buy them, or where you take them, or what you say to them, it better be good. That's what's expected. It's Valentine's Day. So do you have your, your good idea all planned out? You already got the reservation at the fancy restaurant, or, or you know the menu that you're going to prepare for her yourself? You got the, uh, the chocolates, and the flowers, and the card, and... And the gifts, you already hired the, the airplane to write her name in the sky? No? You're going to go dancing? You're going to go to a show? Or if it's real love, will you bring her here to Ash Wednesday worship? A lot of choices. A lot of choices. What will be good? So as you think about what would be good, Let's let God's word today tell us what is good. God himself, in our gospel, tells us what is good because, you see, Peter was a little confused. He had his ideas of what was good. Look at verse 5. Peter says, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He wanted to stay there. But then the Holy Spirit reveals how off his idea was and why it was so off. Look at verse 6. He did not know what to say. They were so frightened. But can you see where Peter was coming from? It was good to, to be there. And, and you heard in the gospel where there was. It was the Mount of Transfiguration. Think about that. Who cares what its previous name was? Now this is its name because of how big what happened on this day is. The Mount of Transfiguration. Jesus was transfigured, changed. His, his appearance shining like the sun. His clothes whiter than anyone could bleach them. The glory of the Lord overshadowing them. Jesus was transfigured, changed, shining in the glory of the eternal God, demonstrating who he was and is. The I am who I am. The eternal God. So yeah, it's good for them to, to be there and see that proof that the one they were following was worth following, no matter what his enemies were saying. Proof that the things Jesus had said about himself were true. Proof that he had the power to establish the new world order that they were waiting for. Jesus is God. Peter wasn't wrong. It was good for them to be there and see that. But that is where his understanding of good ended. You see, 
he didn't get why it was good for them to be there and see that. And so his idea of what to do next was, was foolish. He wanted to stay, to build some tents, just hang out in this glory, and God had to correct him on what is good. Peter obviously didn't get it. He, he, he didn't understand what real, he saw his good. He didn't know real good. He didn't know God's good. But before I go there, pause for a second and think of how good it is that this account, this story, sits at this place in the church here as kind of the highlight, the, the climax of the season of Epiphany and the doorway to the season of Lent. So all throughout Epiphany, God has been revealing, that's what that word Epiphany means, he's been revealing that that human baby born in Bethlehem and, and, and seen in the stable and, and, and presented at the temple, that he was really true God. From, from the beginning of Epiphany, the, the star led the wise men to, to find this newborn king and to worship him as God. And then the next week, at the baptism of Jesus, the Father boomed from heaven, this is my Son, telling everybody who he was, from the power of Jesus' word, calling his disciples to the power of his word, giving forgiveness to that paralyzed man, something only God could do. And now today, on the mountain, shining in all the glory of God the highlight of the transfiguration season. But, but now we enter into Lent. And it's important that we have this vision in our mind. It's important that we have this scene in our hearts as we go into Lent. Lent starts with Ash Wednesday, where we look at our sins and the wrath of God that they deserve. And then each week throughout Lent, we see what it meant that Jesus came as true God, to become man. We see why he came, as he battled Satan and his temptation, as he battled the, the, the world and its opposition to him, as he ultimately even battled death on Good Friday. How important it is to, to remember this, this glory and who he is so that we can understand what all of that means. In other words, Lent gives us the correction for Peter's misunderstanding of what is good. And that's good, because whether we realize it or not, we too often fall into the same trap as Peter, missing what is good. I mean, think it through. Peter wanted to stay and bask in God's glory on that mountain, and, and Jesus said, no, no, no. I've got a much bigger purpose. The mountaintop experience is nothing without what it meant. Peter wasn't seeing the big picture. And I know you can relate. Because we think we know what is good, too, don't we? Lord, it would be good if you took the cancer away. Lord, it would be good if my loved one got better. Lord, it would be good if I had enough money to pay all my bills. Lord, it would be good if you gave me the valentine that I've been longing for for so long. Or Lord, it would be good if my valentine were more like what I'd like. Lord, it would be good if, if I got my way. 
Lord, let's just stay here in your glory. You're the powerful one. You can do what I want and all will be good. But you know, it doesn't work that way. It's Love Sunday, so, so think about love. Think about your most intimate human relationship and, 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 and think about what scenes come into your mind when you think about that person and the concept of, of love. I, I think that answer changes as, as we go from stage to stage in life, right? As a little one, love is the hugs and kisses from, from mom or another family member. And then it's the $10. And then, you know, love is uh, the, the friend or the, the, the sibling that's always there for the game of catch or, or to set up a tea party. And then you get into the teenage years and it's, well, it's hugs and kisses again, but, but not from mom. And then you get, as young adults, the, the courting, the, 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 the it's the big things, right? The, the surprise picnic, the, the, the billboard proposal type thing. Maybe it's the honeymoon. Maybe it's the anniversary trip. But as you go, you realize that there's something even better, even deeper than that, right? It's the, the consistency. It's the little things. It's the communication, the, the cooperation, the companionship. It, it's the one who's there for you, even especially in the worst times. And the one that, that you don't want to have the good times without. It's the sacrifices. That's what, what love is. Some grand gesture can't replace that. So love is more than a Valentine's Day gift. And, and those are nice, right? But it's just not practical to eat a box of chocolates every day. The special dinner wouldn't be special if it were every day. The skywriting even eventually fades away and, and blows off. But the person that's there, always, the sacrifices they make for you, the support that they give you, that lasts. Now don't get me wrong, I'm not saying don't do the big things, don't do the grand Valentine gestures. Those are nice. Just don't mistake them for love. Those are simply a celebration of what love has accomplished. So, so now let's come back to this scene on the Mount of Transfiguration. Peter sees Jesus' glory and, and wants to stay and think of what he's doing. He's trying to hold on to the high instead of realizing what it means. But you will learn from his mistakes. See what this, this vision of Jesus and his glory actually means. In Luke's account of this event, it all ties together when, when Luke tells us what Jesus and Moses and Elijah were talking about. He said they were talking about Jesus' departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. That's why Jesus was here. That's why God, who's giving them a glimpse to remind them that that's who he really is. That's why God took flesh. That's why he became man, so that he could show us love, real love. Not the glow of excitement, not the gleam of his glory, but the love that sacrifices it all. He was born to die, and that death was coming up soon. 
And God knew it. Look at what the Father says in verse 17. This is my Son, whom I love. Listen to him. God's Son had come to accomplish what God had sent him to accomplish. And he was doing it. He was fulfilling it perfectly. So, so the Father was pleased. And the son knew it too. That's why he tells the disciples not to talk about it until after he had risen from the dead. That's why if Peter had understood what was good about this scene, he would have realized that this glory was just a glimpse, that Jesus had to go down the mountain to do what he had said he had come here to do, to do what God was beaming about him doing. Because that's who he is. Jesus, this man shining on the mountain, was born to die. He's our Savior. And so he would go down that mountain to confront the devil, the world, and all of our sin. If you keep reading in Mark's Gospel, almost immediately you see him face to face driving out a demon. And then you see him taking on those in the world who would have him silenced. You see him go from one battle to the next. And then you see him, having come down this hill, climb another one, Calvary, carrying a cross, carrying your sins. That's what his glory means. He came to do that for you. The God who gleamed in glory on this day would hang in shame, our shame. So that he could pay its price so that we could see his glory one day. So today, as we see Jesus in his glory, as we, as we taste and touch and hear and feel God's presence, realize why we come here. It's not just to be here and enjoy it, but it's to prepare us to go down the mountain into the everyday of life, strengthened and nourished and supported and motivated to love. Motivated by Jesus' love. You see, love is good. So as you get ready for Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, see God's love and all that he did when we didn't deserve it. And if you're going to celebrate Valentine's Day, do it well. Enjoy it. But don't cheapen love by pretending that those big gestures are love. Realize that they're a celebration of all of the little opportunities you have to show Jesus-like love and sacrifice to one another. And then you'll have a happy Valentine's Day. God grant it. In Christ's love. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.